learn to manipulate matter, energy, and human life by breaking down every useful process into its functional parts, then producing any required number of each part. You're feeling like it was lost in the bush, boy? Just as pre-shaped parts became components of, say, an airplane, human specialists became components of a great social machine. Compartmentalization of occupation. Six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the Mutiny Radio Joke Workshop here. Joke Workshop here at Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Going to be paying attention to other comedian sets. Going to be taking notes. Going to not just be taking pictures for the Instagram, which I hate doing. But I'm doing it because people seem to think that's important. So... I prefer just paying attention and being really involved in what's happening in my life while it's happening. But that's just me. So I'm going to double time myself an extra task to bring you dumb pictures of yourself, everybody. This is Joke Workshop. We're going to pay attention to each other's sets. We're going to be nice. We're going to help people out with helpful tags and hints. The show is only as good as the people that are here in the audience, actually. It doesn't really matter what you do on stage. It's about... The comments that you're being given. If you're on stage... Oh, I forgot to turn the mic out there. Hunter, grab the stick and turn the volume up to like... Or jump up there. Turn the volume up to like 11. That would be great. Hunter, what a what a gem he is. Gonna use the stick. That's what separates us from the beasts. Our ability to use tools. He's gonna turn that on up. Up, up to 11. Turn it up to 11. Turn the receiver up to 11. Just, um, you kind of like use it like a, you'll be, can you see? Can you hear? Okay, good. Great. All right. It's time for the joke workshop here at mutinyradio.fm. Thank you so much, Hunter, for all of your help. Please remember that if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, you make the bread taste good. That means you give them a nice compliment, nice fluffy brioche bun, toast it up maybe. Put a little mayonnaise on it before you give them that shit burger in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? And then you give them a nice bun on the bottom, put it together. If you're on stage and nobody's saying anything, feel free to use your time by asking questions and say specifically which jokes sucked balls more. That might help you out. Your first comedian of the night. Thank you guys all also for donating $2. It really does help keep the doors open here at Mutiny Radio. You'd be surprised. Uh, but your $2 really does make a difference every week. Without you, uh, the doors would close and things would be sad for all of us. It would be one less cool place to hang out in San Francisco. But your first comedian, I'm excited because he's super cool and he's going to make you laugh. I haven't seen him in a couple weeks, but I'm excited to see him now. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Hunter Uniac. <laughs> Fuck yes. It's Monday night, 6 p.m. I almost said 5 p.m. because 
I'm a horrible person. Point is, first night at the first mic of the week, guys. This is amazing. It's beautiful. We all excited? Apparently not, because it's still an open mic. We'll get through this, people. We will. I um, had a really long weekend. I blacked out for the first time. It's my birthday on the weekend. Fuck yes. 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 Uh, that, this is one of the problems with open mics. Like, all you comics are applauding because you're pieces of shit, but normal people would go, you have a problem. You know? <laughs> It's fucking horrible. It is, though. But, yeah, like, the craziest part about blacking out is, like, I always think I was a piece of shit, you know, that night. But everybody just comes up to me and goes, like, oh, no, you were actually the best you've ever been because you didn't say anything to anybody for the entire fucking night. Hunter, you shut up for once in your life. Thank you. You should black out more is what people are telling me. Just weird though. It is. Don't that's the worst type to applaud. It's gonna make me actually shut up. <laughs> it's just fucking weird, man. It is. It's every every single time you black out, you wake up the next morning, you're like, how the fuck did I get home? And usually what happens is people always text you, like, you know, like all this stuff like get home safe. Nobody texted me which shows like where I am in life, you know? But it's just fucking Jonas went, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it's just weird though. It is. This it's just you spend the entire day digging for things you did. Like, I feel like I'm my own, I'm a private investigator just trying to sh find out shit that I did. You know, it's impossible to stalk yourself on the internet because all you end up doing is just following other, your own Facebook page and seeing that nobody liked your status. You know? It's just weird though, guys. It is. Blacking out's weird. My favorite part about blacking out is I don't remember talking to people. You know? Does that make sense? Like, I don't remember meeting people. That's my favorite part about blacking out. It's just like, oh, what's your name? Don't care. Thank you. Drunk me is the best me. All right. I, um, what else, guys? Went to a wedding the other week. That's fun. At this point, they had this tradition called the uh, money dance. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah. You walk up to the bride, present them with a certain amount of money, and then you go to, like, dance with her for a final farewell. And I think it's a great way to start off a lifelong commitment based on mutual trust, love, and respect for one another. You know, have all the guys with your bachelor party shower your wife with singles for a private dance. You know? It's fucking weird, though. This last one, first one I went to was actually my uh, parents' wedding. You know, I was the ring bearer. It's a fucking beautiful moment, you know? Looking back, now I realize my mom was pregnant with my little brother at the time, which means I wasn't even the fucking child they got married over. Yeah. You know the whole ring bearer thing supposed to be a great honor? No, that was my first shitty temp job. It sucked, though. It sucked. My mom got divorced couple of months ago. This set is just fuck Hunter the entire time. I love it. My mom got divorced a couple of weeks ago, and like a year ago, and she got remarried a couple of weeks ago, and I wasn't even invited to the wedding, which means I did a shitty job as a ring bearer, apparently. All right. It's weird, though, guys. What else do I have to say that's newish? I, um... Fuck me, man. Let's talk about blacking out more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just weird. Cause like, you know, everybody has like a certain liquor they always black out on. You know what I mean? My certain liquor is a gallon. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna keep that. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that, I think I'm gonna give the rest of my time back to the room. Yeah. Pry apart myself. What a generous man he is. Hunter Uniac, everybody talking about getting blacked out. What a set. Uh, <laughs> I think that you should make t-shirts that say drunk me is the best me. Is that I would I, I would buy one. Okay. If you had drunk me is the best me, I would buy that t-shirt in a fucking second. I feel like that's a phrase that's been said before, has I, it not? I've has never heard, heard that. It. Okay. I'm I gonna, like I'm it. Keep that then. I, like I would I would want to see though. I would want to see I would want you to give three reasons why drunk you is the best you because oh, I like that. you I like that. because you 
can talk to girls or because you, I mean, I don't I know. I can talk to guys. Can't can tell the difference. I'm blacked out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can't tell the difference. Um, so you, for a punchline for the thing we talked about, your mom getting remarried, you can maybe be like, my mom's getting remarried, so I'm going to have a little kid, like a little brother again or something, or this is like my chance to finally be a big brother again. So I'm going to have a little big brother. I'm going to have a little brother again. That's yeah. what I call my new dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, just maybe some maybe. like misdirect that your yeah. mom only gets married when she accidentally gets knocked up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see where you're going with that, yeah. I think that's funny though that maybe she's Milfy and now she has a new boyfriend, a new dad that's younger than you. Oh, I that's think where, that's cute. If oh, you said, that's where I was going. I didn't even know. I that don't was. know, but you just what you just said was I'm married now. I have a new younger brother. That's funny. Meaning that, that is, your that's dad, super that creepy. your mom is so <laughs> Milfy that she's fucking a guy who's younger than you. But then she marries him and he becomes. I'm 24. Dad. That's scary if I really think about that. <laughs> He's gonna ask me to borrow the car. <laughs> <laughs> I give my I give my father-in-law the sex talk. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you, Victor. It'd be awkward when you teach him how to make a woman come. You know. Just Jesus. No, no. He's gonna walk up to me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Son, Hunter, son, where is the clitoris? <laughs> right here, Dad. Um, <laughs> you said like, oh, uh, when you black out, it's like you gotta be here your own detective in the morning yeah uh, i think it'd be funny to hear you go through the process of like the clues you find of like when you black out of like all right i got home at this time and i um just kind of i don't know i feel like there's a lot of directions you'd go from there because you know yeah 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 shows it's like there's the process of solving the mystery you trying to solve the mystery of how you got home or? i can do like some stupid sherlock you know reason of deduction thing yeah, that makes no sense but somehow Cause, yeah, cause ties everything together really funny and like you know like pam said drunk means the best me awesome line and also like when you said uh everyone has their liquor like that is really good material and also like it's something everyone can relate to because whether you're a comic or not you blacked out at some point and i like how you bring light to that because oh uh, and we've all done it you know have we yeah, yeah of course many <laughs> many times over i did on saturday don't worry there uh, we go pam <laughs> yeah. I, I just i just have one small note about the money dance uh like maybe it's just because we're all comics, but I sense that like it was very like I could I could see exactly where you were going with it. So like trying to maybe make it a little bit more elusive. You're right. That as, is like, that is an old joke that's been like rehearsed too much. I guess that's why like the only new tag was the um, she divorced and got remarried. That was like the new thing I was working yeah. on. But no, please go on. Please go on. No, that was really it. Just like I don't know how you want to maybe restructure instead of saying like a best way to start. You know, uh, the lifelong commitment is you know okay it, yeah, it, yeah. It, like it just. Like that's real when you're already saying like you you see you're talking about it as if it's ludicrous already, but you should be talking about it as if it's mundane and then lead in. That's into a ludicrous. funny way to go into you know like that's mean? yeah completely normal. Like every yeah. wedding should have it. There we go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like oh, it's fun tradition, and then you know. Yeah, then, my little cousin did it. You know. <laughs> I so I figured I figured out I figured out the T-shirt. It's drunk me is greater or equal to best me. Ah. Uh-huh. Like okay. with the little sign, the little greater yeah. than, yeah, the little, it'll be a little math joke too, but drunk me is, is equal and or greater And it starts off than. like completely sober and like the more the writing gets and the more sloppy it gets. <laughs> Ooh. That's my first merch, Pam. Thank you. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Yay. Drunk. 
drunk me is best me. So says Hunter Uniac. Exciting stuff here, Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian, uh, what a lovely, what a lovely gentleman he is. Yeah, uh, he works really hard on his jokes, and it's lovely to see him week to week and see him grow um, from just being a, a big round tank engine to now speaking Chinese and doing a lot more. I, I, I enjoy your jokes very much. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together. It's Pete Ballmer. All right, cool. Um, do you guys do you guys know uh, why Ronald McDonald is is friends with the Hamburglar? Oh, no, I don't I don't know. Seems like that's maybe like one of the worst guys that he could be friends with. Because like not not everyone knows what I'm talking about probably. So Ronald McDonald, he's uh, a real big friendly clown, and um, his kind of main he likes to do two things. He likes to sell hamburgers, and he likes to make children happy, right? And then you have the Hamburglar, and he's he's just a guy like like me or you. Um, but he's got this thing uh, where he he really likes to steal hamburgers, and he doesn't he doesn't care about making kids happy at all. Uh, you see what the what the what the problem is, right? <laughs> Seems like a counterproductive friendship, especially especially so. Another one of Ronald's make some noise if he knows who who Mayor McCheese is. Yeah, all right, a couple of us. Uh, mayor McCheese, he's another friend of Ronald's. Uh, nice guy too. He's the mayor of McDonald Town, and his his thing is that his head is a cheeseburger. <laughs> So he must have been pretty unhappy uh, when Ronald brought the Hamburglar in uh, to their... <laughs> it's kind of a pretty direct threat, I think. I think, I think what probably must have happened there, uh, you know, Mayor McCheese was going about, he's doing his best as a politician, but he was just making some policies that Ronald was certainly not happy about. Uh, so he kind of brought in some muscle in the form of the Hamburglar to be like, hey, don't forget what the M stands for, motherfucker. It's not motherfucker. It stands for McDonald's. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I don't know. I just think it goes to show maybe Ronald's not as good of a guy as we all think he is, right? Yeah. This, is, uh, this joke's brought to you by Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> hot and juicy, always fresh, and, and the burgers are square for some reason. So yeah, okay. Uh, cool. Um, red, green, colorblind? Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a, it's a extremely small disability, if that's even what you call it. It's kind of like being red, green, colorblind is kind of like just the same thing as if your parents never taught you the word for scarf, just because it's not going to come up hardly ever. Uh, but then when Christmas time rolls around, you're going to feel a little confused. Christmas colors. Okay. Uh, I found out. I found out I was red, green, colorblind uh, in second grade because uh, I was gonna go ride my bicycle one day. I was gonna ride my bike, and my mom was sitting next to a brown helmet that I wanted to wear. Right. So I was like, "Hey, mom, can you pass me the brown helmet?" And she was like, "What brown helmet?" And I was like, "That's ah, crazy how old people can't even see things sometimes when they're right in front of them." And I was like, "That brown helmet right there." And she goes, "Do you think this is brown?" And I was like, I wasn't really thinking about it. It's just a brown helmet, mostly. Um, and also, by the way, I thought I thought I was gonna come out ahead with this whole asking to wear a helmet thing. Like, I didn't have to do that to wear a bike, but I was being a good boy. I was being mommy's little safe boy. And suddenly, I was just getting interrogated for no fucking reason. Um, so I asked her, I was like, "Could you uh, that one?" And she goes, "You think this is brown?" And I was like, "Yes." And she was like, "Hmm, okay. Uh, well, we may have to get you checked out soon. I think you might be colorblind." Have a good bike ride. 
So I tried to just go on the ride and enjoy enjoy the time on the bike. You know, appreciate all the brown trees and the khaki-colored sunlight. Um, but I was pretty worried. I was pretty worried about the whole situation. So, okay, cool. Thanks, guys. That was great. Tight. I love your McDonald's stuff. Um, the only thing I'm wanting for is... I don't know, something that ties it into like how you feel about McDonald's. They're either gross and kill everybody or it's awesome and fun times and they should, you, do you know, like, I, yeah, I don't I know get what your, you mean. like when you mentioned, like Mc McDonald's is a thing people have opinions on and I'm right. like not at all talking about that. Exactly. Yeah. But I love, I love what you're talking about. The idea, the whole Mayor McCheese and hamburger thing and he's a hamburger and he's going to steal him is fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's terrifying. I yeah. maybe throw the word kidnapping in there or something I, like that. I forgot to do this, but I was thinking about doing a thing where it's like, you know, the Bible says to not uh, to be wary of a, a wolf in sheep's clothing who are actually wolves but like inviting the Hamburglar in is kind of like a wolf wearing a shirt that says like I fucking love killing sheep yeah. <laughs> and Ronald's like yeah dude come on in we got plenty of them uh, yeah well and if you say something like that that can have something to do with you can tie that in somehow politically not that every joke has to be fucking political sure but, but you're I, already, I know what you're saying I right. appreciate that you, you can maybe do a thing like Ronald McDonald's like a poor judge of character like he doesn't want to say that like the hamburger's bad because he's like an ex-con or something oh yeah, yeah. And he like he like you know he like works with performing ex-cons or something and he knows the hamburglers changed but he totally yeah yeah he's like he's different <laughs> now yeah. he's, he's like, why is he still labeled. wearing a mask yeah. <laughs> he's labeled he was unfairly jailed he was unfairly named the hamburger it's, it's his dad's fault hamburger senior man it's a family name uh yeah i really love your new uh rewrite on the uh, colorblind joke thank you it's great you now did you um I don't know if you probably thought of this, but like about tying, because you say enjoy your bike ride. Yeah. And then that's where it comes in with if the uh, light's on the top. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I would do that if I had more time okay. here tonight. That, okay, I would do the rest of that. That's where I was going, because it's just like a perfect flow, but I'm, I'm glad you're already on the same page. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just, I need a better intro. The, for the brown helmet and the khaki sun, the sky, that was so funny, that the brown trees and the khaki sun, it's, that's very, very funny. Sweet, thank you. Yeah. Tight. This thank you. Yeah, I, I have a joke about that as well that yeah. I've I've done before. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I figured it was pretty obvious. I just you know, yeah, and the bike thing, of course. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Um, colorblind stuff is really funny. I really like the McDonald's stuff because normally people talk about fast food, they're like oh it's unhealthy or oh I love it too much. But you really kind of were just looked at who they are using to advertise it. And yeah. You could maybe even say like, "Hey, maybe Ronald McDonald's a little too inclusive." Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's like, he just wants he's everyone to come over, that. and he's <laughs> not okay. Yeah, I, I know what you the mean. Yeah. He's presenting. Yeah, he's putting his friends in danger. That's not okay. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Yay! We're gonna do a strange exception to the rule. We're not gonna give this next comedian comments because he has to go, but we're just gonna let him do four minutes and laugh at his jokes. So put your hands together, everybody, for James Bostwick. Right, thank you, Pam. I appreciate that. Out. <laughs> All right, um, I just wanted to go over a few things, actually. Um, I wanted to talk about kind of an experience I had recently. I went on a date. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, and uh, we went out, and it um, it went really well, actually. It went really well. Um, we hit it off. And um, I had to overlook her kind of profession because um, her profession was a young adult writer, which is really weird because I thought, you know, 
uh, she looked too young to write so young, you know? Like I thought young adult writers were all failed adult adult writers. So that was, I thought that was a little bit strange. But uh, we did hit it off. We went to her place and uh, everything was fine. And then we started uh, uh, making out pretty well on her bed, which was great. And then it comes to the point where um, we both had to take off our clothes and expose ourselves. So it was this, this very kind of vulnerable moment, very raw. And um, I think for me personally, it adds another layer of like anxiety to the issue because I'm just like outrageously hairy. So I'm just like Fozzie Bear all the way from head to taint. It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. And it's like this, it's like this uh, beast in here, you know? It's just like always trying to get out which way or not. But it's also kind of like a loyal friend as well because it's with me, you know, through thick and thin. And it's like got my back too, you know? It's like, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sergio. That was you. Um, but also, it's like I'm I'm skinny on top of that too, so that also kind of adds this thing to it. Um, but when I when I slept with women, they don't, the skinny thing doesn't really become an issue for me. It's all it, there's no complaints. It's, there's actually only joy uh, in their feedback. They're like, "Oh my God, I, I've never slept with a bicycle before, James. This is amazing. Thank you so much, very much for the novelty." But I feel like hair. Uh, and being skinny, being hairy and skinny kind of work together in a way because the, because my hair is so fluffy and thick, it kind of adds a good 10 pounds of heft on me. So I look pretty good. And then it's also kind of like, it adds like good three to four inches of like memory foam padding all over. So, which makes actually sleep phenomenal. Like I can go on a bed of nails, no problem, pretty much. And, um... So everything was fine, and uh, towards the end of the night, we kind of um, we did really well. But I had fun. <laughs> I had fun, but uh, my body hair did not have that much fun because it was it was a lot of clawing and tearing and ripping. And so when we rolled off the bed, it just looks like we we're making hair angels the entire night on the sheets, which was not very <laughs> not very good. But um, so that was that. Thank you. I just want to quickly go over this. Kind of, no, I'm not. No, I'm just going to end it there. No, I'm just going to. No? All right, I'm going to do it. All right. So uh, my friend, she's a doctor, and she went to a yoga class recently. And uh, she went to the yoga instructor and said, hey, I'm really sorry, but I'm a doctor. I'm on call, so I might, might need to leave right in the middle. Right? And the instructor said, you know, that's fine. Thank you, public servant. You're great. So right when uh, she said that, some bro kind of chimed in and said, hey, I'm on call too, software engineer. You know, it's like, what? What does a software engineer actually need as on call, right? It's like they pick up with a red phone. It's like, Blake, oh my God, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. But there's a guy who's making a trek all the way to Sacramento, hour and a half drive, and his Spotify service is fucking up big time, and we need you. You know, tell your wife to hold in the baby a couple more hours because you signed up for this, okay? <laughs> You're on call. All right, thank you. James Boswick, hairier than the average bear. Yay! That's fun. 
All right, thanks you guys for uh, jumping through the list. Your next comedian, he's been patiently waiting and giving very nice comments this evening. Put your hands together for Shane Kenny. Bang, another white guy. So diverse here. Um, I'm Shane Kenny. How's everyone doing? So lively. Um, anyone here ever go to therapy? People are trying to other people trying to silence the monsters in between their ears. Cool. Um, therapy's cool because you learn about yourself. Like, because of therapy, I learned that my dad's idea of bonding with me and my brothers was technically child endangerment. I'm over here telling a fond family member, and my therapist is just like, "What the hell?" You know, looking concerned. When, um, when I was a baby, my dad would play full contact street hockey with me in a stroller. Not exaggerating any of this. He would put on roller skates, duct tape a hockey stick to the side, then him and my older brothers would take on half the neighborhood kids in a parking lot. He would use the stroller to box them out and to trip them over. Meanwhile, I was too young to process the danger I was in. I was just holding on to the seatbelt like, what is happening? Holding on, going, is this normal? Um, yeah, and when you first get a baby, the first thing they tell you is, don't shake the baby. My dad probably heard that and was like, eh, screw that. I'm gonna have an X Games kid, let's do this. Like, he apparently, he still brags about the hockey games he played with me. Like, apparently he played other sports like football, basketball, baseball. It's just for some reason I don't remember. It's almost like I was being shaken around frequently as a kid, you know? In middle school, I got braces, and two weeks into having my braces on, I played football with my family. I'm on defense. My dad hard stiff-armed me in the face, and my lips started bleeding. Like, had blood on my hands, and I go, Dad, Dad, my lips are bleeding. Without flinching and without sympathy, he goes, great, fourth and two. Your defense sucked. Dead serious. Like, to, you have to be bleeding to death or about to lose a limb to get sympathy in my family for an injury. Since I turned... Yeah. Since I turned 18, every year's been, like, the declassifieds. Like, every year, I find out about a new secret. Like, Grandpa was involved with the mob in Chicago. Or, um, your uncle was on the run for 10 years because he was dealing drugs. But uh, my mom took the crown, though. One car ride, she goes, I was four months pregnant with you before I realized I was pregnant. And that's how I found out about how I was an accident. Um, I was like, what gave it away? Did I kick? <laughs> I was like, stop drinking vodka, you know? <laughs> well, I was like, that was my first question. Like, did you drink? And she was like, no. I'm like, did you drink? She was like, not as much. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll ask you again in a few years to see, see what comes out. Yeah, um, it's like when you're a kid, you think your family's normal and sane and has their shit together. But then as you get older, you realize everyone's mentally ill and hiding substance abuse problems. It's like, it's like I guess when you're Irish, you believe in alcohol, but not in doctors or therapists. Um, 
I have more on that, but that's my time. I'm Shane Kenny. Thank you, guys. Shane Kenny, everyone. What would I do? I have, a, I have a bunch of comments for you today, and, and they're pretty much all really good. You're so still. Are, do you have a theater background? Because you don't, you, don't, um, you don't bob back and forth, nor do you do any weird. You don't do any weird shit with your body. You stand with your feet on the ground, holding the microphone where we can all hear you. Great projection on your voice. And you are like still and calm. And it, it projects this confidence because you're not doing any weird ticks. Like... It's really great. That's just a first comment. Like the way you hold yourself is very confident. Thank you. Which is very important. Um, I'm going to have you come in here after because there's 15 Shane Kennys. I don't know which Instagram you are. Um, there's, there's like 50. I'm serious. I'm like, I can't. And the pictures are so small. How are we supposed to know what's happening? Anyways, uh, I loved all this therapy, reasons to go to therapy. I feel like uh, everything you said is... It, it can be used as material if you couch it the right way in a structure, like like the shaken baby syndrome. Like, I sh how am I still alive? My parents did this. It, like, if there's like um, like everything you said was really funny, but it was like if you t listen to it and take it and put it into like an actual outline where like one because these things that you all said can lead into one another, and they sort of did because they were all in the same place, but you weren't like giving us the piece of string to get to the next one necessarily. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I'm still like, I was kind of, this was all under like, oh, I just wanted to tell stories about like my family and my childhood and take it from there and kind of just see which ones had people were biting at and. Well, and I would, I would stay with that and, but keep it under like couch it in a, like a thing called reasons to go to therapy or great parenting examples of great parenting mm -hmm. something like that like where yeah. everyone can so, so it's it gives you that structure of like here's this weird concept and premise i have and here's one two three instead of like i'm over here and now i'm over here and now i'm over, everything i think you said was very funny i just think that we'll think it's funnier when you lead us when you make a path like i felt like we were in a garden and that was really nice but there's like no like there's corn and that's great. And then there's tomatoes and we're like, where, what's are they together? So are they? Like so I kind of like restructured and try to like get like a beginning and end. Yeah. 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 Have a path, have a beginning, middle and an end. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That but all of the stuff that you said tonight, like as raw material, it's great. Like it's really personal and vulnerable and that you were delivering it so straight and so not nervous. Like that's what, kind of sells it too. So anyways, I enjoyed your set very much tonight. Uh, yeah, I was just going to uh, add that uh, I think there's some opportunities for misdirects in there too. You know, like when you're talking about the uh, revelations that you experience every year, you know, like there's, you're like, each one is already so extreme. So when you get to the third one, it's like, you know, there's, it's less of an impact. So you can kind of mm -hmm. build to that or, or, you know, find some way to kind of uh, have that be a bit more of a surprise and uh, and I think yeah I mean I love all the information you know I think you know uh, kind of just tightening it in like a lot, a lot of what Pam said is you know creating a thread through everything and then also you know there's a lot of like people talk about family and like uh, growing up and childhood there's a lot of like common tropes that you could play with mm. and like because yours are so different you know like that the cliches of childhood, but from your version, you know, so there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of like uh, opportunity there and, and, and things that you can dig into. So that was it, but good. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. Any other comments or? 
uh, yeah, it was funny how much I related to your story about the therapist. I'm so and, sorry and, to hear that. Yeah, like, and, and, and then her freaking out about, you know, like, Jesus, that's neglect, man. I thought, oh, I thought it was normal. Yeah, uh, there's something yeah, really tragically funny in all that, and, and so I could really relate. Uh, but um, I don't know, it just the thing that you know runs in the family you know it's a genetic predisposition right this neglect thing it's like if you don't if you're not neglected you're just not one of us i don't know i mean yeah like it, yeah or in my it, family was you, you get tough or you find a new family like yeah yeah it's something like that yeah, that's all i have yeah. <laughs> you get tougher that's your t-shirt <laughs> you get tough or you find a new family everybody put your hands together for shane kenny got t-shirts today drunk me is better or equal than best me <laughs> anyways it was this fun night tonight uh rachel d is not here i believe i didn't see her walk in so we're gonna go to your next comedian uh hey put your hands together everybody it's jonah pollock happy monday mutiny radio uh, I've been trying to start off my year by doing a little thing called Artist Pages, uh, which is where you start your day by just sitting down and just writing. And so far, every day has started as a spy novel that turns into a suicide note. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just what seems to want to, what wants to come out of my subconscious. Uh, well, yeah, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to broaden my horizon so I don't just fall back on the same patterns. I, w- I want to start dating again. Uh, I really don't know where to begin because like I'm, I'm not, I'm like I'm bad romantically with strangers. Uh, like I have this very sick fetish where what really turns me on uh, is feeling safe enough with someone to unload all my baggage on them. Uh, you can't really, you can't really do that with a complete stranger. Like, like uh, Tinder, it's all just like my Spotify top five and you know some Instagram photos. I just want an app like called Bummer, where you can just lay your top five childhood traumas just right on the table and just be like, <laughs> yeah, who has overlapping trauma with me? Cool, you also almost molested, grew up in a cult. I don't know where, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, it's funny is uh, my friend just told me that uh, his uncle is getting married he has to attend the wedding and his uncle and his bride to be met in something called the league uh, which if you don't know is an app that matches people with elite educations and jobs with other people with elite educations and jobs so it's like perpetuating socioeconomic like you know consolidation uh, which is a lot of big words for a hundred drunk people in a comedy club Uh, but like I just feel like we're, we're talking about raising taxes on the rich. What if, like, successful people with fancy degrees just had to marry a loser? Like, what if, what if you're, like, a tax attorney who went to Harvard? It's like, all right, you make half a million dollars a year. You have to marry five folk musicians <laughs> that, uh, who each have substance abuse problems. I, I don't know. Maybe if we could pass that in Congress, that would be great. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I like how now uh, we're, we're aware that masculinity is like it's it has its moments, but like we need to have broader representation. So we have these like franchises that were all dudes, sausage fest, and now they're making them with all women. I uh, don't think we'll ever see that with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because uh, I feel like all the plot lines in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were like their parent figure, their like their father rat getting kidnapped or like almost assassinated. And if that was like a bunch of girls with a mother and like the mother just got like kidnapped, they would be like, yeah, fuck that bitch. We're like mature, independent turtles. You know, we don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do I have the fucking, do I have the gravitas to make a joke like that? Probably not. Uh <laughs> But you know what? At this men's rights meeting, we can fucking take teenage girls down a peg. Yeah. Yeah. 
Does it count if I'm like psychologically almost a woman? I don't know. Um, I said my biggest turn on is being able to dump my baggage on people. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a lesbian in a man's body. Um, I mean, I dress like one. Fucking Blundstones with Wrangler blue jeans every day. I am definitely a lesbian. Um, yeah, and they're rolled up. And I'm a cat person. Uh yeah, I don't seriously go growing up. My favorite movie as an 11 year old was like aliens because I thought Sigourney Weaver was awesome. So I might be a lesbian. Um, do I have any more new material? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that was everything for today. This is okay. You know what? I was almost kind of crushing through this room and now I just the apple wheel is spinning in my brain. Um, what do I want to do? Fuck. Um, I really ran through everything I brought up here. Um, can I just get feedback? Right. Yay, Jonah Pollock! Yay! And then yay, Jonah Pollock! Yay! I took lots of... I only took three notes and they're all... It's all great. Everything you did, you were, it was very, very, very funny. Spy novel to a suicide note. You've got to have an example, right? Oh, yeah. You've got to have like a the beginning of James Bond. He's climbing the... Eiffel Tower and then all of a sudden he's like gonna jump off the Eiffel Tower or whatever the fuck. I love that one. Was that Octopussy? With the, anyways. Hungry Like the Wolf I believe was the theme song. Master Splinter is the name of that rat and if yeah. you don't say it don't fucking talk about the Teenage Mutant right, Ninja no, Turtles. No alt comedy without proving that you're like a real fucking hipster who's obsessed with the, with I the pop just, culture. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was I was underselling my, my specific recollection. Okay, good. Yeah. Because... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has a very special place in my heart. And if you were going to use them in a joke and you didn't know who Master Splinter was. And then um, taking teenage girls down. That's your t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. It was great. You were so funny. All the lesbian stuff was great. I don't know if that's real or not or if it was just riffing, but it was funny, funny, funny. It was riffing from a place I've thought about. <laughs> <laughs> apparently um i really i liked a lot of the uh, bummer like the like sad tinder stuff that's i really enjoyed that i like the lesbian jokes i like how it's like oh maybe i can talk about women's issues because i'm a woman on i feel like a woman on the inside or emotionally mm -hmm. that stuff was all very funny um i'm definitely with pam of you you gotta mention master splinter or the alpha nerds will eat you alive okay uh, uh, but yeah. But this, so that punchline rings true. I just know that there's a stereotype that like teenage girls basically and mothers hate each other, which I wouldn't know because I grew up in a sausage fest family. But I, I, yeah, I feel you about the sausage fest family. But um, it's also like it's one of those things where it's like uh, psychologically like boys need have a special relationship with their mother that they don't have with their dad, mm. and girls have a unique relationship with their dad that they don't have with their mother because mm. it's their closest connection to the opposite gender and so. and they all secretly want to fuck each other we all know well uh, and and all women hate each other mothers kind of a white 
Mothers and daughters hate each other. Girls and girls hate each other. Adult women and girls hate each other. Adult women hate each other. There's so much like girl on girl hate. Yeah. So and guys yeah, just want to fart on each other. Like, yeah, it's just not fart the same on each thing. other. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And when they get mad at each other, they like tussle it out. And then they're like, yeah, we're cool, right? Yeah. And girls are like four years later, you looked sideways at me when we were eating a tuna sandwich or something. It's the dumbest thing. And that's why they can't be president. Exactly. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Douche, motherfucker. Just kidding. Douche. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, I know. I okay. can take a joke. I was thinking about it, and I'm pretty sure you could take a recording of yourself recounting your traumas, upload it to Spotify, and then make it your tender anthem. So then the girls could all get a taste of you whenever they swipe. Too much religion, almost molested. Yeah. <laughs> And then just a brief note, I, I really liked the five folk musicians punchline, but yeah. I felt like the drug problems follow-up wasn't really necessary. Yeah, I, it didn't hit us hard. Yeah, okay, it's a new idea. So, but yeah, is it like, it just it brought it down, or it was just like more just focus on the economic side of it than on the... I think the, it just goes without saying. Uh, that, yeah, folk musicians, yeah. substance abuse, yeah. Anything else? Clap wildly, everybody. Jonah Pollock, yay! Oh, 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 everybody tonight's paying attention and being really good uh your next comedian i believe he's here put your hands together for michael horabuena i feel like i'm getting a little older i don't know about you guys uh, i'm getting into my late 26s um i know what you're thinking like oh what's this young stallion talking about getting older well i'll tell you what i mean I mean, like, like all the porn stars I watched growing up are starting to do grandma porn, you know? It's like, like I just get emotional because it's like, fuck, like I'm getting older. Like all the, the porn stars that I used to watch that were doing like stepsister porn, doing like BBC, grandma versus BBC, and it's like, this grew up so fast. It just uh, gets me a little emotional. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I miss my grandma. Rest in peace. Um... I'm by anyone else uh, by themselves a lot. I don't know. I've been single way too long. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean by like bisexual. Like a lot of people, are like oh damn. I don't mean bisexual. Um, I ain't into none of them dark arts. I'm one of the Lord's children. What I mean is, um, fuck. How did I go? Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I uh, I fully support like my gay friends and my bisexual friends. Like, like dude. Like, if you want to fuck a dude, fuck a dude. Like, all power to you, dude. I'm, like, 100% with you on that. Like, I'll go as far as to say, like, yo, if you want to fuck a dude and you don't fuck a dude, fuck you, dude. Fucking be real. Keep it keep it 100, homie. Quit fake, quit fake fucking, dog. Dude, I don't give a fuck about nothing, dude. If I wish I was gay, I would be, like, the most, like, prominent gay dude. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'd go to my parents' church and be like, yo, mom, dad, I suck dick now. What's up? Uh, being 26 and single, you always get the same questions, right? It's annoying, dude. I always get the same fucking questions. It's always like, oh, you're 26 and single, you always by yourself. Why don't you have a girlfriend, huh? You're 26 and single, you don't want to get married, you don't want to have a wife, huh? You're 26 and single, you don't want to have kids. Do you like men? Are you gay? And I'm like, okay, this is a weird job interview. Like, what's going on here? Who's that? Dad? Um, yeah, dude, Quiznos got really personal. It was weird. Um, I just got out of an interview, dude. I was like, man, fuck Quiznos, dog. Fuck you, fuck Quiznos, dog. Anyone here down with Quiznos, fuck you, too. Fuck Quiznos, dog. Uh, 
What else did I want to talk about? Um, my ex broke up with me. This was a while ago, but uh, yeah, she broke up with me, and I was like, what, I'll take this L. It's okay. Um, I don't mind that. But um, she wanted to move to Hawaii, which I don't blame her because Hawaiian dudes are next level. I'm not going to lie. She, uh, I could tell she always had like a crush on like Hawaiian dudes. Um, there was always this, the same Hawaiian dude in all her pictures. Um, and I don't know if you know about Hawaiians. Hawaiians are like more of like a tropical Mexican. They're like Hawaiians. Hawaiians are like if God had like a like a like a Mexican stock model and just like mixed in a little bit of tropical punch and some shoulders and a, just a broad hairline. Like I don't blame her. It's all good. You get that Hawaiian pineapple. Uh, what else? Uh, that was really all I wanted to try today. Appreciate you guys. Michael Orbuena, everyone. You missed a really good opportunity to say, get that Hawaiian punch. Oh, I said pineapple. That was a fucking lame cop out, but I, I was going to say something. Yeah, because you were you almost had it. But Hawaiian punch is a thing that's like a, you know, Hawaiian thing. Yeah, you're uh, you're Tiki like torch. The tiki torch. You're like an adorable racist. You're like you're like this adorable, I was, like I was sort of brown. Up. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really I really enjoyed the whole the Mexican uh, Philippine or whatever you said about the Hawaiians. I thought that was very funny. And then late twenty sixes. Uh, I'm just that's it's. I know what you're going for is like you are still young. The grandma porn was very cute. I laughed at that. And you have a T-shirt too. That that line about if you want to fuck a dude and you don't fuck a dude, we'll fuck you, dude. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. That was so that's funny. That's tattoo worthy, honestly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's like that was great. So you're like you're like the adorable, almost racist. Like I want to be like, oh, it's just you're very edgy about it. That's but a I good know brand. that hmm? that's a good brand. <laughs> well, it's your tongue borderline racist. You borderline. Oh, borderline. Cross a lot of borders, but I'm but right there. There you are, right there at the borderline. I enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, adorable, almost racist. That should be your Instagram account. <laughs> Throw that out there. Um, uh, just a couple things. Uh, I really liked a lot of the material. Uh, I think the job interview thing was awesome. I think just drop the part where you say or dad, you know, and go straight to the Quiznos thing because the Quiznos line was also a funny tag. Okay. And I, th- I thought that you just like if you just hit that right afterwards, you'll have a lot more momentum going into it. And the, uh, the I like the buy myself line, but and I'm not entirely sure. I think I might have heard that before somewhere so you might want to kind of look into that just in case i've I've used that one for like a while it might have been you i don't know know. i might have seen you yeah anyway but uh yeah love it it was great thanks i like the part where you said if you want to fuck dudes you need to fuck the dudes or fuck you (laughs) dude Uh, dude (laughs) (laughs) got the gist I also, well, when you said, uh, you know, the porn stars were becoming the grandma versus the BBC and it was leading you to Miss Grandma, I feel like you can easily tag on she died a couple years back after being split in half. (laughs) Died from split pelvis? I I feel like split in half works for me. Okay. Depends how how much you want to fill in the blank for them. Gotcha. Cool. Right on. That it. Clap your hands wildly, Michael Orbuena. All right, uh, your next comedian. She's the only lady on the list tonight. That is 
pretty fucking nutballs. Hey, she's uh, the she's going to be part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up. She's on two shows. One of them is uh, I'm Over 40, but uh, Hot as Fuck. And the other she is hosting, which is Motherhood, Parenthood, or Moms from the Hood. But you get to hear her right now. Everybody, Rachel D. I only have a 20, so I'm investing in my future at Mutiny Radio right now. Oh, okay. All right. And I'm leaving for LA in March, so I'm going to be here a lot. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, I get a lot of joy out of not being romantic. Uh, I really love sucking the romance out of situations to the point where it actually is pissing people off. They get really upset with me. Like, I'm killing babies, and I'm not killing babies. I'm just murdering feelings. Okay, the GOP can't do shit about it. So I'm loving that. I like Valentine's Day is coming up. I affectionately refer to it as VD. Okay, yeah. And uh, the best Valentine's gift I ever got was a bag of Cheetos. And that really was the best Valentine's gift I've ever received. Uh, People sometimes ask me, oh, were they hot Cheetos? And no, they weren't because they weren't invented yet. Okay, because I'm old. (laughs) Yeah. People usually get chocolate on Valentine's Day, and all that makes me think about is, you guys know that 70% of the world's chocolate was picked in West Africa by child slaves? Yeah, that makes your dark chocolate a bit darker, right? I don't like rom-coms, except for Scarface. Um, That's a good one. I just, I really want a guy to love me as much as Tony Montana loved his cocaine, right? Just bury his nose in my White Valley. Yeah. No? I like that one. Okay. Uh, Favorite romantic TV show, Killer Couples. You guys have seen this one? It's a dramatization of true crime committed by couples who like to murder. Um, Probably the most romantic thing I can think of. Uh, I love it because every single episode starts the same way. Uh, It's two two people, a man and a woman, always white, and they are hot and heavy until... One moment, the woman, always the woman, says, you know what would be really hot? If we murdered somebody. Right? And the guy is always like, whoa, that's a bit extreme. And she's like, yeah, but I'll do it in the panties you like. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then they murder somebody. Right? And I was like, how can we capture that power, you know, and use it for good? Like, you know, wars have been fought over vagina. You know, why don't we start brokering some peace with it? Right? Like, how would Brexit have gone differently if Theresa May was like, you know, a smooth exit from the EU would totally drop these knickers, right? Yeah, nobody wants to see those pantaloons. I know, I know. We'd probably have to offer up Kate Middleton, right? Um, Who are we kidding? They're not going to, like, give up the British ladies, right? Meghan Merkel, that's her job. That's going to be her job, right? what else? Oh, yeah. So I was born in the state of misery. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who weren't, it's pronounced Missouri. And uh, yeah, I was raised with those good Midwestern values, you know, shame and racism. And nothing good came out of living in that state. Nothing good. Like I had a kid before I had an orgasm. Uh, Right? That's like being a professional baker with celiac disease, you know? Like, I never got to taste the goods, you know? It's unfortunate. I really wish my mom had given me the sex talk. I really do. It probably would have saved me a few abortions. And 
I was always so confused. Like, why why are guys so interested in me? Like, I was always really interested in men, but I really didn't understand why they were interested in me. Like, the first time I got felt up, I was like, what? Why is he touching my boobs? Like, should, should I be touching his boobs? Does he have boobs? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was... Um, it was a difficult time. I wish that my mother had just, you know, leaned into my love of musical theater and sung me the sex talk. Like, Rachel, now that you're a woman, it's time we had the sex talk. Because you're gonna be popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you about sex toys, how to fuck with boys, little ways to lick a dick or clit. How to masturbate, never choose a mate Everything that really counts to be popular So let's start, cause you got a lot of men to blow Yeah, that's probably why I still think of romance as a venereal disease Alright, I'm Rachel D Rachel D, everyone Alright I have some stuff. Uh, Lady Macbeth is a woman with, I think you could bring in, so I think you know these things and you're smart and you teach so you can bring in more concrete things like Lady Macbeth is a person for power who got started wars. Lysistrata is actually a Greek play by Aristophanes about women who withhold sex. It was like from the 400s or whatever. Um, and the women that held, withheld sex and stopped the war. So that's another like actual example you could throw in. Cool. I would definitely cut out the misery joke because it's super hack. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I've heard it for years as like a bar joke or as okay. like anyone from Missouri says that. So I would just go into this shame and racism thing. Just that's, Midwest shame and racism. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, cool. because I mean, we all kind of like, I mean, I think we've all heard that joke. It's just something that. It's a kind of a common joke. Yeah. And the kids before an orgasm, another like, I'm from Missouri, so kids before an orgasm, that makes sense too. And <laughs> and all, you almost had it. All the guys in Missouri um, have boobs because they're fat fucks. I mean, it's goddamn Missouri, <laughs> right? Like they've got the biggest titties I've ever seen. It's fucking Missouri, yeah. right? Okay, I thought you were going to go there. I love it. Thank Cause you. Because they have bigger titties than you do, they right? Because do. they're, exactly. Okay, cool. Ooh. <laughs> Other comments. Thanks, fans. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the VD thing. Um, you know, it's Valentine's Day, or like I like to call it VD. Yeah. You're so quick, and and you you know you hit a lot of points. Maybe something like you know the day of strangely high rate of herpes contraction. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, some tags know, there, and then tag it back to you know, and that's why I call it VD Day or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I thought that's great. And then the whole idea of you being felt up and, you know, having a kid before an orgasm is so tragic. But at the same time, I, you know, it's that it brings back the whole idea of neglect and why we're comics. And um, I find roots of my humor in that very much. And so you're mining something really good there. Cool. And, and the misery, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Mark Twain did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's old. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be mean, but it was a good one. It's like he says, "Goodbye, God, we're going to Missouri." Yeah, and yeah. By the time they get there, it's, it's misery. "Goodbye, God, we've gone to Missouri." Yeah, yeah. it is just something yeah. that people who live there say. It's, like, it's that's, a classic line. Yeah, that's, no doubt. And yeah. I do. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay, that's all I got. I liked how you reduced powerful female world leaders to sex objects. <laughs> 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 and sorry, I, I might have just, I think I just missed this one, but it, I would be curious if other people didn't really catch it. What was the punchline to the Scarface joke, the burying face and... Oh, uh, just want a man to love me as much as Tony Montana loved his cocaine, you know, bury his nose in my White Valley. White Valley? White Valley. 
Huh? Mound? Yeah, I was gonna say white exactly mound? the same, white mound. Okay. White mound. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for explaining my anatomy to me. I appreciate it. <laughs> gotcha. I like it. Mound is easier to say. One less syllable. Otherwise, good stuff. <laughs> Did you write that down? <laughs> Otherwise, good stuff. I don't. Did you go to the celiac, the the baker celiac taste the goods thing? Did that make sense? We're saying like keep. The celiac thing is pretty high Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks. Wait. One Wait. thing with the celiac thing. Uh, it's real. Yeah, but you can't. Right. Gluten free. It's tricky, though, because you shouldn't taste the product until it comes out. Wait, I think this only made sense to I me. I didn't eat my child, if that's what you're suggesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay, all right. Go ahead and don't worry about that. Thank one. you. All right, thanks, thanks. Clap your hands wildly. Rachel D. All right, your next comedian, uh, he doesn't know that he's next, but I moved him up on the list because he signed up online really late and I said, no, 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 I'll make you go early. It's you, Starler. Uh, everybody put your hands together for Starler Burns. Yay! Sup, guys. I didn't know I was next. Mm, did you watch the Super Bowl, by the way? Oh, we got a bunch of rebels in here. That's good, though. The NFL players, they are, I don't know if I want to call them role models, but they are brave. They are going out there and just, they all know at this point that in the aggregate, this sport is giving them brain damage every time they go out on the field. And I have a lot of empathy for that. You know, they're gonna, they know that they might end up being hollowed out shells of their former selves and feel the same way going out to all these open mics. <laughs> So anyway, let's do actual material. Uh, I'm not gonna do new material, by the way, fuck that. I want input on my jokes. You folks all know what furries are, right? Yeah, yeah actually buzz off if you don't. This is San Francisco in 2019. Kind of deviant weirdo doesn't know what a furry is. Anyway, I was talking to one of my friends who's a furry. Actually, you know, I probably shouldn't call him a friend. Don't think I'm cool enough to run with his wolf pack. Anyway, he told me that there are fur people whose furry personas, or if you're in the game, fursonas, whose fursonas are insects, bugs, which I found incredibly interesting. Because if furries were real, and we were all animal people, like I was a possum and Pam was a, I don't know, stork, and there were also insect people, I'm fairly confident I would be racist toward the insect people. Bugs are gross. I feel like that's a constant in life. And I might try to hide it, you know, act like I'm better in it. Oh, I don't see species. One of my best friends is a cricket. That's the best case scenario. I'm pretty sure I'd more along the lines of being, uh, no daughter of mine is gonna marry a goddamn grasshopper. You're dead to me, Princess Lillian Foxfire. Be a whole thing. Mailing the government letter bombs and shit. By the way, I recognize that being racist wouldn't give me a southern accent. But on the other hand, they really earned that stereotype. I'm gonna let them have it. <clears throat> so, 
I was watching the Golden Globes with my roommate, which is a terrible idea just to begin with because the Golden Globes are awful. But anyway, at one point, he told me that Meryl Streep is not a MILF anymore. So I was like, Jesus Christ, Jeffrey, that's horrible. And he just said he's not really into 70-year-olds. So of course, I said, oh, I thought you meant she stopped being a MILF the other way, you stopped being a MILF, which is when your children uh, die. Always a bummer. On the bright side, you can take solace in the fact that people still want to have sex with you. Like you dropped the M, but you kept the elf. Sneeze. That's got to count for something. <laughs> I feel like most of us are trying to be some sort of noun elf for somebody. Why do you think I took up fly fishing? Just trying to be this girl's filth. Wait, is fly fishing one word or two words? Filth. I feel like this set is not coming out as empowering to women as I hoped it would. <laughs> There's probably one kid in the back who has no idea what a MILF is. So for future reference, a MILF is a mother in the Lord's Fellowship. We got a lot of respect here at Mutiny for women who raise their children with Christ in their hearts. Ain't that right? You can clap for that. Actually, I'd prefer you didn't. Please slow down there. All right, I think that's my time. Thanks, y'all. Starler Burns, everyone. All right. You you have a lot of you had a special amount of energy tonight. I enjoyed it very much. You were in you were in rare form this eve. Harsh. No, that's great. No, I meant it as a compliment. I'm I told that I mean I'm completely complimentary, but I thought I think you had a really good set. Um, I feel like you, I was just listening and that you almost without trying sound a little bit like Christopher Walken. And I would like for you to do a Christopher Walken joke. I think that you could do the voice so well with just the way your voice is. I think you do just such a good impression. And he's such a rich person to pull from because he does says he's all over the map. But I feel like you could easily sound like him if you wanted to. But on the other hand, he's one of the people who people just do impressions of. Yeah, but I think yours would be really, really good. Like, I'm going to do some impressions for you folks tonight. I'm going to list them now in order before doing them. Christopher Walken, Bill Cosby. Well, no, but you could you could do, like, you do could Bill have Cosby Christopher anymore. Walken be the guy who's in, in like, who introduces everybody else. And this next impression that I, I can't do his voice, unfortunately. But, <laughs> um, and uh, you said when you went back to fly fishing, I thought you were going to reach it back into the bugs, into the furry bug people, but you didn't. And I think there's an opportunity there to go back from fly fishing into capturing the bugs and using the bug people. Yeah, like if the, if the bug people are fly fishing, what the fuck does that mean? Like, you know, the furry bugs people. I feel like fly fishing does not involve flies. It does. It does. It does. It does. Yes, give me feedback on what fly fishing is. Flies are made, you know, by hand, and they they represent really odd little, you know, flies that are in hatch at that time when you go fishing. So when you go out to go, no, this is for sure. And when you go out to go fishing, you you look at the bugs that are flying, and there might be a glass wing, you know, like water skipper 
That's a funny fucking when name. This become joke workshop and fly fishing lessons. Right. That's really Wait. Like, how deep are we going? So if you were a fly person, the fly fishing, it's like casting out a little racial minstrel. Wow. Oh. Yeah, and it's a little random and, 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 and obviously obscure. But, uh, you know, you could like riff on the idea that you know everything about fly fishing and whatnot. I don't know. But you're, you're also. But if there was, I've just now I have in my mind, I have a bunch of people dressed as enormous bugs with fly fishing with tiny flies and other bugs and like catching flies. Like almost like it's a far side ca- cartoon. Can't you see yeah, it? That's what I, I, that. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, uh, I think your best stuff is like your most off the wall kind of weirdest stuff. And like you present yourself as kind of a weirder person. So you just, I mean, the more, I think the more you lean into that, the better it's like, yeah. it, it better comes up. Present myself as a weirder person. <laughs> No, no, no. Present yourself. That's what what makes it so funny is you look like a totally buttoned up normal guy and then you start talking about this weird shit and you look like you look like somebody that I'd trust with money. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd be like this. I'll give this guy. This guy can invest money for me. Yeah, you can go ahead and give me money after the show. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a button-down guy that's you know knows people who are furries apparently. That's and, actually and something I wanted to buttons. posit. I am a little worried that I know too much about furries because the actual story isn't even a friend. Huh. It's my sister growing up was a furry. Wow. It, it was fine. It later just turned I... out she was trans. I think you gotta talk about the sister being a furry. That, I don't know. It's kind of a that, diversion, huh? It'd be hard not to. It would be hard to touch on it without getting into it. But maybe. No, like that is such a funnier premise than a friend being a furry. In any case, I did want to ask: Was like any of the furry part confusing to you? No, we're all pretty versed like, in the it. The main it's thing pretty I much would be concerned about is of. like when I say actual furries. You know, I mean like furry people rather than people who dress up as animals. Eh. Yeah. You followed. Yeah, what was the guy that earlier? The hair. Body hair, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was funny. Anything else? Okay, Clap thank your hands you all. wild, everybody. Starler Burns. <laughs> we have a couple more comedians that all get comments. Your next one. Uh, he's he's lovely. It's I haven't seen him at Joke Workshop in a in a long time, so it's really nice to, for him to be here. Everybody, keep paying attention, take nice notes, and I love the jokes of Orion Levine. Hell yeah! Thank you, Pam. I'm here. I'm back. It's been a long time. Joke Workshop. I don't know. It hasn't been that long. Uh, cool. I fucked a European girl on an airplane. Yeah. Now I'm part of the Kilometer High Club. That's cool. She pulled out a meter stick to measure me. It's like, it's a European thing. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Are meter sticks even inherently European? That's what I'm here. I don't want to do the fucking research for the joke. You guys have a greater knowledge of things, I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking better. <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot about uh, Obama's kids, uh, Malia in particular. Is that her name, Malia? What is it? Malia. Okay, well it's Mal it's Malia in my head, so I'm gonna stick with that. Uh, you think she has a Tinder? <laughs> I think she's got a Tinder. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she's got a Tinder. Uh, 
I made her a Tinder. That's what that's what happened. Um, she only writes swipes Republican dudes, uh, and I know they're Republican because they're holding fish. And so when we match, uh, we get a lot of matches. Malia and I. Um, I wait nine months, nine months of silence before she says we could have had a baby by now, unmatch, that's what she does. Um, I don't want, like, uh, you know, I also go after the liberal looking dudes. Like this is, I don't want you guys to think this is attack on Republicans, this is more attack on democracy itself. Um, yeah, I match with these liberal dudes. How do I know they're liberal? They're holding scarves and we match and um, Malia says, what do you think about abortion? And they like that, turns them on and they say usually something along the lines of I'm pro-abortion and that's what Malia unmatches just to challenge their beliefs. That's how Malia and I, <laughs> is it bothering you guys that I'm calling her? Is it bothering you? It is, truly. You you checked out after I fucking changed. All right. Malaya. Malaya. Malaysia. I don't know. That's how I'm going to end the polarization in this country. That's how I'm going to do it. Malia and I. It feels better that way. Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> uh, a lot of my friends are seem to be confused about their sexuality, and I get it. I'm still confused about olives. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like for me, olives are like a 50-50 ratio. You know, for every delicious olive I've had, I've had another pretty disgusting olive. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um. Like, I, I don't feel that way. Like, I don't have that ratio with pussy, man. I got, like, a 100% ratio with pussy. I told the olive, I told that to my uh, friend of mine, and she was like, no, nah, dick is pretty much like olives. All right, guys, that, that's my time. Thank you. Oh, Ryan Levine, everybody. Scintillating uh, olive material. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I get a definition for scintillating? <laughs> Let's make this feedback work. What does I, scintillating mean? I, scintillating means really, really, really interesting, which I was being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the metric material up top. Yeah, I, I felt like you were not confident in it. It was very funny. Yeah, uh, that's funny you like said the, that. Uh, yeah, I'm not con that confident in that one. I feel like it's like an open mic joke. Kilometer High Club. It was fun, though. I mean, it's a little dirty. Lots of ways of going with it, and you know, like you could screw somebody that's into I don't know, you know, the, the steampunk person, and you know, you could be like fifty yards or whatever they use for measurement, you know, mm -hmm. Victorians. I don't know. There's uh, definitely okay, never mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I agree. But yeah, I think that, that you didn't finish your joke. You said she brought out the meter stick, which is really long, but your dick would be huge in centimeters, like oh. right. So in inches. It's well, like it's whatever, and then but a meter stick, it's short. But when you bring out the centimeters, holy fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, like I never oh, okay, because okay. centimeters are also metric. But I like that. A, it's a bigger number. Right, much bigger number. Yeah, yes, that's yes. Nice. I yes. like that. Hell yeah, that's what feedback's for. <laughs> 
it, other people. What what's up with Republicans and fish? Who understands that? Who understands that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I missed it though. I, I I'm old, so. I feel like dudes dudes who hold up fish on dating apps are probably more prone to be. That's prone the to point. Yeah, that, that's oh, that's oh, what it's saying. It's like the screenshot. It's their that's yeah. their, their hold picture. Hold up, fish. And, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I'm, yeah, like I, if they go fishing. I have no Tinder jokes. Oh. I get it. Now I understand. Like if you saw on Tinder. A guy holding a yeah, fish. Like, like Michael said, you think they'd be more prone to be Republican? Okay, okay, now I get it. I didn't. I maybe, I didn't. I didn't understand the, what the you think, fish. Man? I thought it was thinking like a Christian Republican. Yeah, I get the relationship of Republicans and fish. I just didn't understand the Tinder picture. That was my thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. I totally get the Republican and fish thing. Okay. One thing that maybe you don't get it all. No. Wait. You've seen? Have you been on? Are you? No. Okay, well, you gotta fucking get with Tinder and then get back to me. It was pictures of girls with tigers, and now it's fish. What's up, man? Depending on how horrifying you want your set to be, you may want to remind people that Malia is 20 now, because I had to double check, and I was thinking like 14 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Disconcerted. Yeah, that's. uh, She's the older one, yeah. I think one of them's 17, actually. I don't like this conversation. Let's, uh, you just can just take my feedback and we can stop there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you're comparing uh, dicks to olives, I feel like you can use adjectives like mushy. Mm. Hmm. For a bad olive, is like mushy and red. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, what's up with that red thing? But olives are like balls. I don't think olives are like dicks at all. Yeah, they're not phallic. I wasn't going like with the with the phallic thing, but I think it's. A, I mean, a it's a brain stretch, but if you can make it happen, I just I feel some type of way about olives, and I've never I've tried olives on stage before, and it's never gone well. So that's why I'm back at Joke Workshop with a new spin on olives. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's funny. <laughs> Were you pronouncing her name uh, incorrectly on purpose, or? Yeah, I yeah I was, and I regret it. I feel, like I feel like I offended some people. Uh, uh, Clap your hands. All right, thank Wildly you guys. For Ryan Levine. Yeah, that's some wild clapping in there. You're an nice comedian. What a lovely gentleman he is. Clap your hands together for Victor Trevino. What's up, Joe Workshop? Uh, I just want to address some things off the top. Uh, I'm actually not taking feedback on my mustache. <laughs> it's staying, okay? I'm going to keep it. I don't know why, like, having a mustache makes people feel like they can tell you what you look like. Like, everybody keeps coming up to me like, you look like a cop. You look like a pedophile. And then they'll just start saying, like, offensive shit. They'll be like, you look like a fucking idiot with a mustache. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what do I look like without a mustache? Anyway, I got fired recently. I'm not going to not talk about that. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, like, worked so badly at a job that, like, when your boss schedules a meeting, you're like, oh, that's, <laughs> he figured it out. <laughs> Come to the end of my run here. <laughs> I started, like, uh, taking extra pens from the closet and shit and putting notebooks in my bag. And I uh, took some bananas from the kitchen. He didn't actually fire me. I fucking, uh, 
I'm actually going to pivot away from that because I did that last joke workshop. But I want to talk about uh, the one percent. Okay, hear me out. Uh, what does it take to be like just below the one percent? So I want to get there. <laughs> so nobody's giving you any shit if you're in that two percent, right? <laughs> I want to be in the top two percent. Whoever invented that 99% versus the 1% is actually a political genius because uh, if you do the math, the 99% is going to win an election, right? <laughs> Fuck the 1% is what I'm saying. You're going to get 99% of the votes. You understand what I'm saying? If you make it about the 1%, think about it. I don't know. I'm going to be all right. Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, Actually, what the fuck? I don't want to do the same jokes I did last workshop. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, one time, uh, the last roommate I had, uh, I needed to ask for a ride from him um, for to go to the bus station. And uh, I knocked on his door, and I could hear a lot of scrambling. Uh, and then I, I, he came out, and he was like, what the fuck do you want? I was like, I need a ride to the bus station. He was like, just fucking walk. And I realized at that moment that he had been jerking off from the smell in the room. But the funny thing is, like, after that moment, I feel like I had so much leverage in the relationship. Like, he was so embarrassed from that moment that any favor I asked for him, he was, like, very quick to respond. Like, if I asked him to pick me up from somewhere, I'd be like, yo, I need a ride. And he'd be like, I can't do it. And I was like, what are you, fucking busy or something? <laughs> Insinuating that he was probably jerking off is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, this is true though. Like uh, he he told me that he had a girlfriend who lived in the Philippines, uh, and he would like travel to the Philippines. But then one time I was like, he was like, I'm going to the Philippines. I was like, Do you see your girlfriend? He was like, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> I think he went to go fuck uh, prostitutes in the Philippines. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> he had the vibe of one of those guys, you know what I mean? Like a really clammy handshake. He looked like um, the uh, Back to the Future dad, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, mm, let me squeeze one more joke in. Oh. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that, okay, that's it. <laughs> Victor Trevino, everyone. Victor Trevino. Um, how old were you in 2011? Uh, I guess 22. Oh, 20, wow. Wait, 2011. Yeah, like 21. Are you that old? You're almost I'm 30. I'm 29. Really? Yeah. I thought that you were like 22 or 23 right now. Damn. Hey, oh, my God. That's so funny. Best feedback. No, well, I just Best meant feedback. because... We did all that. That it just because I was going to make fun of you and be like, "Don't you remember 2011 when Occupy happened and everybody said the one percent and nothing happened?" Oh yeah. And it's like it took us how many years to wake up and be like, "I'm so woke now." Yeah. But I thought that you were a millennial kid and you're like, "Why doesn't anybody get it?" And it's like because yeah. you were seven when when Occupy was happening. <laughs> but that wouldn't be fair because you were actually 20. So mm -hmm. my comment makes yeah. no sense. Still didn't give a shit. <laughs> What did the room? I mean, I feel like you have to elaborate on what the room oh. smelled like. Does it smell okay. like Jergens? Like, what's going on? It smelled like uh, pancakes. Like, you know how? Oh, I don't know. Go on. That's no, too gross. please elaborate. <laughs> uh, pancakes. 
McBatter. That's gross. I don't think you need. I think honestly, with that joke, you should just switch that first. Like it smell. I could tell by the smell in the room that he was jerking off because, Mm -hmm. you know, the smell. I think it will have more punch that way. I think both are funny, but like, like people don't know what you're talking about, and you're talking about the smell in the room, and then it's jerking off, and then people are like, "What the fuck does that smell like?" Okay, so I shouldn't set it up that I caught him jerking off. No, you should. Just instead of saying, I could tell that he was jerking off from the smell in the room, say, I could tell from the smell in the room that he was jerking off. Oh, like, okay. I'm curious if that would hit harder. I'll try that. I've never actually talked about that before. Well, if the, if, the batter, if the batter had something to do with him jerking off, I mean, to be fair, batter does sort of smell like sex. I'm huh. just saying. It is it's a lot it's, about fishing this guy. I believe him. I know. I, <laughs> you, you, really? You, you never made that connection with the pancake? i uh, uh, fucking smells like batter in here. <laughs> I mean, are we talking Bisquick or? Who's fucking pancakes in this room? I would say Bisquick, yeah. Bisquick, yeah, there's yeah. something really earthy about it, dude. There's just really? something about the smell of batter and it's you know, yeasty. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a yeasty thing or something. Yeah. Oh, no, is that too much? Oh, is that no. too much? Wait, wait. I- I, the um, the mustache, yeah, right. And um, I'm just glad I've lived long enough to see them come back. But um, seriously, you're back in style. Um, yeah, uh, no, uh, the the fucking idiot in a mustache. That's a classic misdirect. That's your head. That's what you're saying about you know you're right. Because everybody else is saying you know oh you look like a cop you look like this and you know, I right, look at the fucking idiot with a mustache. Oh wait, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the only other thing I was going to say is with the uh, 99% thing. I think what Pam was talking about, kind of alluding to, is like if you're in a San Francisco audience, most people are pretty like polit- politically knowledgeable. And so they're going to think in their head, they're like, oh, well, the you know, 1% control the media and they control how people vote. And, that, and anyway, like, so it's kind of, mm-hmm. I think people might not buy into the premise because of that. Right. I didn't know how to get into it. Uh, two quick things. When you're listing the insults people give you over the mustache, I feel like the third one should be insults about like yourself that are totally irrelevant to the mustache with just mustache right, yeah. tacked on on the end. That's what I was doing. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I said you look like a fucking idiot with a mustache. I, don't know, I feel like it would be better. Like, I don't want to actually insult you, so I'm going to pretend you look okay. like something else. Yeah, like I, you're, I, you're a fat, pasty freak with a mustache yeah that's what i was thinking you know better hitting but uh and then uh, when you said that your roommate had the vibe of someone who would go to the philippines for prostitutes i feel like you can easily tag that he had a mustache that's interesting okay (laughs) with a mustache (laughs) i live by myself it's a catch yeah it's like a fight club situation i caught myself jerking off Then you shoot yourself in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The uh, 99% joke, I thought you were going, which I was like, almost wished is what you said, um, that the person who made up the the terminology 99% was in the 2%. That seemed like where you were going. And like, that's like where my, that's where I went with it. I thought about that because when I initially was writing the joke, I was thinking about how Bernie Sanders is actually pretty like wealthy. Yeah, and I don't know if that classifies him the two percent. Right, right, right. That's why, like, I know he didn't pioneer yeah. like the ninety-nine one percent kind of narrative. I, but. I feel like just the way the the reason the way your angle doesn't work is because it's just like it's not how it's not the reality of the situation. Like I think, like Pam pretty much said, mm-hmm. like that's not the outcome. Is the ninety-nine percent votes or whatever? Like, yeah, I just. Because it's, it's rigged. Yeah, okay. I just think it's funny as a political strategist to be like, on paper, this this uh, 
should work. It's like if we get the ninety nine percent against that one percent, like we win that election. I don't know. I think that's funny, but no, you're you're right. Yeah. And and it's just we no one's ready for the truth yet. The cognitive dissonance is just too great. Yeah. They're like, no, we've all been we we believe in our government and democracy is real. <laughs> there's also something funny. There's something Sorry. funny about people who are becoming rich, like wanting to like back like that's I don't know, like uh like people believe in capitalism until they become like the, till it till someone's richer than them you know what i mean like i like everybody thinks they're going to become rich in capitalism yeah. yeah so i don't know i don't know how to get there but thanks it's nice to see you be political uh put your <laughs> hands together everybody for victor torino <laughs> Whee! all right we have uh two more with comments and then it's just a, oh, a straight up open mic from there you guys are doing great with the comments and i think it's being really productive tonight so give yourselves a yippee kaye uh woo 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 and uh, thanks so much again for donating it really um, without you the station wouldn't stay alive your next comedian has the coolest last name in comedy and uh, he's funny he's funny old dude and I shouldn't say old I'm now I'm being you know what I'm being an ageist like fuck racism I'm an ageist I'm like oh look he has gray hair that means he must be wacky wild Uh, put your hands together everybody for Jim 30 Acre Thank you very much. Uh, the uh, uh, what joke workshop? Joke workshop, right? I, I forgot already. <laughs> That's how old I am. No, uh, yeah, uh, it's not ageist. It's realist, <laughs> right? And it's not gray. It's silver, right? You know, silver lining. Yeah. Okay, let's get real. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm old. I was born in 1958. So do the math, people. I mean, seriously, do the math because I cannot. I fucking can't add shit anymore. I'm really old. Uh, so yeah, I figure I'm 70, right? Right? Wait. What? Wait a minute. Let me do. That. Oh, fuck! I'm 60. Oh shit! I'm not retired. Fuck, man! I got to get a job. What the fuck? I, you know, not being able to do math is sort of tricky. I, yeah. There's something there. I don't know what. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Um, old, getting old is is interesting. Yeah, so uh, you know, I, I, my memory's got more holes in it than the rubber I used to conceive. Um, what's his name? Um, <laughs> you know, my first kid. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, seriously, it's tough. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, getting old. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my mom. She said, uh, "Hey, uh, getting old ain't for wimps, kid." And then she died. I I don't know what the. I'm not sure what the message was there. Uh, yeah, getting old, it's tough. Uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, see, the memory thing. It's like, <laughs> fuck. I almost had that. Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Uh, oh, yeah, no. So I went to the doctor recently, you know, because you get old, you go to the doctor a lot, he becomes your best pal, and he goes, Jim, Jim, you, you got to lose 350 pounds by tomorrow, dude, or you're a dead man. I'm going, what the fuck? How do I do that, doc? And he goes, it's easy. Kick your brother in law out of the house, pal. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, that hits better than kid or mom or wife, I should say. Brother-in-law, yeah, everybody's got one. Or wait, that's assuming a lot. Anyway, okay, what else do I got here? I didn't said I wasn't going to say that. Getting old, dying. Oh, oh, yeah, my favorite, dying on stage. Yeah, dude, you know, you know, getting old, dying on stage is more than a metaphor, right? It's a statistical probability, people. So anything could happen here. You know, just hang in there. Uh, don't be surprised. Um, what else do I see? Uh, yeah, no, so yeah, I was born in 58. I'd like to think I was raised in the 30s. Uh, my parents were of the greatest generation. And uh, yeah, they were great. They were really great. They, they were great at making war. 
they were great at making toxic waste sites. You know, they were great at making what? Uh, just about anything you could imagine that was really fucked up. So it's no wonder we all took drugs, man. When I was a kid, you know, I was like, geez, man, look at the river. It's on fire, man. This is awesome. I mean, what's a better time to take acid than when the rivers are on fire? You don't even have to hallucinate. It's happening in front of your eyes in real time, people. Um, yeah, so... No, I've been thinking about reality shows and uh, a lot. And, you know, I was thinking I'd like to see one um, hosted by Donald Trump so he wouldn't be president anymore. But, um, no, really, I'd like to see one uh, hosted that was be, uh, it would be called Monsters Inc. Apprentice. Monsters Inc. Apprentice. And instead of saying you're fired, Yeti, she just rips your fucking head off your body. And then she and Biggie Bigfoot, they play volleyball with it as a credits roll. That's the reality show I'd like to see. Um, yeah, it was a long way to get to volleyball, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, seriously, what are uh, these reality shows getting us ready for people? I think it's the apocalypse and you better get a skill. Mine is, um, uh, trapping, uh, skinning and curing the hides of small mammals. Um, literally, I think my parents were trying to raise a sociopath. So, you know, when I got bored in the winter, seriously, that's what they suggested. Why don't you start a trap line with your buddy, Chris? Yeah. I'll go out and kill small mammals. It's just right on the old line of socio psychopath all right anyway that's all i got really for you tonight folks i'm jim 30 and uh thanks a lot for being here jim 30 acre yeah i don't know what to do with that i love irony. yeah i tried jim t and then jim 30 and then somebody said you should do 30 acre and be like you know a single name celebrity yeah. kind of person or even split it up 30 acre i i, I think it's i like that well most people more. don't think it's a name Oh, they so. think you're just joking around. Yeah, they think it's a business right. or something. Yeah, or like. But it's still, it yeah. sounds fucking cool. And it does. I like it. It's a name. Yeah. Uh, people have comments. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say, I think uh, I love the old bit. Uh, definitely. Yeah. I think having a piece of paper on you, you could actually incorporate <laughs> that into it. Yeah, yeah, right. Because of the memory thing. It's, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It just plays right. It's less it of a crutch like, as it is a reality again. It was yeah. Spontaneous, but it was also just like really funny. So. Right. But then you could even develop a bit out of it where like you can't see the paper because you're so blind and then you like fuck with your glasses and your eyes and you're just like, I can't even, I wrote down the things because I can't remember and I can't see anymore. Right. It's if like you, an Asian guy doing like an over the top Asian accent. Like yeah. you over the top, you know, old, old, old guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Why not? falling apart. And yeah. It's Might like as well play into it. Yeah, I get it. You yeah. actually drop the paper and not be able to bend over to pick it up as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or just like had my back go out at the moment and just that be how I get off stage. Right. And just like, you know, grab the stand okay i'm done for tonight the, the, you know you die for your art the thing that would make it funny is if you kind of kept your voice the way it's calm and it's placidness and it's deepness and it's temper yeah. and you're like struggling in other ways like not with your voice physically ah. so then it just plays into it that like oh, well, you like, don't mean to be dropping it but you're Right. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't like over dramatize I just play it as it is. I think the funnier thing would be the uh, the fact that you know you got to take a leak and I didn't time it right because that's that's a real thing oh. as a guy you t you know yeah right it's called the walk of shame when you leave a club you got to come back in because you realize you didn't go before you left because you're never making it home. No, it, there's something there, but that with the peeing, you have a tiny bladder now. I just have an old bladder. I see. Yeah, sometimes just to be a little too personal. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Sometimes, sometimes when I cough, a little bit of pee comes out. Is it like that, or is it's, it like? Yeah, it's no. It's sometimes you just gotta go. Oh, okay. And it's like, is that a tree? Is anybody around? I gotta go. Oh, no. Okay. Seriously, Fair you enough. wonder why? No, hey, you know, go for oh, it. Oh God, that's ain't no really shame. Ain't no I hope shame. none of my friends are listening because you know. <laughs> ain't no shame in peeing in the street. Come on now. Uh, 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anybody? Uh, Other uh, comments? Uh, all right. Yeah. Oh, oh, Orion. Mr. 30 Acre. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a comment, please. Okay. Uh, I like... Um, you, I feel like you need to be more sparing with the the memory act outs because if like I can't get behind the material like if I know the act out is like too contrived like the rubber one was really good yeah. in that it was super subtle and it it felt like we it, it caught us off guard but the one before that I I couldn't even focus on the material because it was like I could tell that you were doing like this like forgetful thing so I just you, I think yeah. you should be really mindful of when you do it and where you place it in your set because um, right if on. it comes off as contrived it's not going to do you any favors but. no I get it yeah I like the idea of it being spontaneous for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah that's good advice great. thank oh, you yeah, awesome. yeah. Right. yeah, yeah right, right yeah. wow yeah, sure. Yeah. I liked your set a lot. Uh, one thing, if you want a lame joke, is when you make the joke about the silver, and if it doesn't land, you can, of course, just be like, oh, I thought that was gold. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's oh. awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I couldn't tell if it was impromptu or part of the bit, but the weight that's assuming a lot for the everyone has a brother-in-law, I thought was cute, and I laughed at uh, that. That was off the top, yeah. It yeah. was just like, yeah. I, maybe listen to that and see if you like it, see if people laughed at that. Yeah, people did. I, it was funny. I, it, that's the neat thing about doing these things is that, you know, sometimes something pops up. So I don't want to take anybody's time. No, no, so. we're still, we're still, oh, we're we got, still, we got we're still time? good. Cool. All right, well, Is everybody yeah. good? I, yeah, Let's uh, all clap wildly. Do you have any right questions? No, 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 oh, no that's, that's it. Thank you very everybody much. Everybody, Jim 30 all right, you guys have been really patient and super awesome. We have one more comedian with comments, and then it's just going to be a straight-up open mic. And uh, all right, so thank you so much for paying attention to each other and, and taking the time to give each other good feedback, because I think it makes a difference. All right, everybody, clap wildly for Kelly Evans. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I am freezing and have not been drinking, so I'm really feeling it right now. And... Uh, if you need to warm up, just go in the bathroom, turn the light on for five minutes. Just a pro tip for you. All right. Now to the actual comedy. Um, so I was, uh, I'm from Texas, and uh, I was texting someone recently, take this shit out, uh, about Texas, and uh, I found out that Apple autocorrects Texas as TEXIAS in all caps for whatever reason, you know? I think the algorithm has just figured out that when Texans are talking about their state, uh, they're almost always yelling, you know? It's like, y'all talking about Texas, huh? You know, we used to be a nation. We're not anymore, let it go, man, seriously. It was 1800s, anybody could be a nation. It's fucking, it's frustrating. That's why I moved here. Uh, <laughs> I was riding in an Uber the other day and uh, this driver was just absolutely insane. He's like honking and aggressively driving and just like just all over the road. Uh, and I just got to thinking, I was like, I feel like Uber drivers are just too powerful. You know, they just have too much power in their hands uh, because like I'm just trusting that I'm not going to be there at the moment he finds out that his girlfriend cheated on him. You know, fuck you, Sheila. I'm driving this car into traffic. So can I get out first, please? I, like, I don't want to die today. Like, just take a lift, you know? Uh, this last joke was brought to you by Lyft. Thank you. I was really pissed off when Peter did that joke earlier because I was like, fuck. I already have that concept. All right. Um, <laughs> when I was 22, I lived in a part of Houston uh, known for its seedy strip clubs. And... Uh, the thing is, uh, Houston is spread out, so you have to drive everywhere. 
so periodically I would just get like proposition from another car for sex, uh, which is all right. You know, Westheimer and Winrock, if you're visiting, um, Anyway, so one time, it's like the first time, I didn't really know what was going on, and they like rolled, they, you know, motioned me to roll down the window, and I do, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, hey, you want a party, baby? It's like, um, yeah, I like the party. I mean, I got some Smirnoff. You, uh, you down? They're like, all right, baby, you got some money? I was like, money? I don't, oh, you're a whore. You're a whore. Oh, I mean, like, professionally speaking, not like in a mean way. Um, I was like, no, no, thank you. I'm sorry. I don't actually have money. Uh, and then she said, what, y'all two going to go fuck each other in the ass? Because my friend was next to me. And I was like, shit, that's a really aggressive sales pitch, you know? <laughs> like, does that ever work? You know, it's like somebody like, no, no, I will fuck you and show you how not gay I am. I just pull over. Like, I don't think, although it is Texas, there's a lot of people who are sensitive about their masculinity. So, yeah. Once again, that's why I moved. All right. Anyway. Um, lastly, all I have is uh, talking about uh, when I moved here, uh, I came out here with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, she was my girlfriend at the time. And uh, things were going well, uh, but we ended up breaking up. Uh, you know, we just had a very uh, different way of uh, looking at things, we like different things. Like I like to talk about like existential literature, uh, and she liked to uh, track my movements using my GPS. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so yeah, so we broke up, and then uh, I had to find out uh, how to use Tinder, which they don't really have. Like they have directions, but what they don't tell you is like don't tell people the truth. Like I just want to like talk passionately about existential literature until three in the morning. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't really work very well. But somehow. Uh, against all odds, I, I got a date, and uh, she was uh, definitely out of my league, so not suspicious at all. Uh, and we get to a wine bar and start drinking, and uh, we start, like, after the first glass of wine, she starts telling me about her religion, uh, which is that she believes uh, aliens uh, created us, and they'll be coming back anytime soon uh, to guide us into the future, uh, and something about energy waves, too. I don't know. I kind of tuned out after a while. Uh, so obviously I did what any other person in my situation would do. Uh, I bought two more rounds of drinks. You know, I was like, I'm desperate. You're crazy. Maybe we can make this work. Maybe <laughs> against all odds. You know, we dated for two months. It was great. All right. <laughs> That's my time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Kelly. Kelly Evans. Yay. Uh, tear me apart, please. I very much enjoyed that dating story. I thought that was very, very funny. And that, true. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and true. Unfortunately. Uh, Have you tried the Uber bit with uh, you getting hit by the car instead of being in the car? That could be a way to go. No, I have not. That's like brand new. I just, I did that like on Saturday. So I, wanna, I just like riffed the lift part at the end and that sent it to go pretty well. So I want to try it again. I really like uh, the Texas bit cool. and talking about um, the lady of the night. And yeah. I think that's like one of the things I was going to say is is whenever you come out and say whore, particularly in San Francisco, you're going to get some immediate pullback. And so yeah. maybe it's like about finding a funny way to say it, like the Dan yeah. DeVito whore or like uh, or just like a whore, and then you stop yourself or lady of the night or I don't know. But I think that that's kind of a sensitive term. But I really like that joke and I liked the, the punchline of I'll pull over. And as far as the, the dating story at the end with the girl with the alien and the waves and all that, mm -hmm. I think that's like the meat and potatoes of the joke that you're trying to get to, and I think the setup was a little long. Okay, cool. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, I, really I felt that it. too, for sure. Yeah, I think there's a lot, your setups are way too long, dude. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of ways you could slim it down even by like, uh, 
like in the back and forth, you start every sentence that one of your characters says with like, um, then she said, or yeah, then I yeah. was like, and the, it, it, like you can find ways to, to pretty much just do it. And like the audience will catch on if you're good enough at the voices, but yeah, it's funny. It's just like, it's got to get there quicker, you know? Yeah. Like sure. good shit, dude. Cool. Anybody else? Anybody else? Jim. I like the Texas bit uh, a lot and the uh, autocorrect to Texas, you know, yeah. the, the really large print. And you worked that really well. Um, the the ladies of the night or the, you know, the, yeah, the, that I agree with the word. It's interesting how something can hit or not based on just how you define that word. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you're scrambling, sometimes you can't remember it, right? Or I I can't, let's put it that way. But, um, <laughs> but you know, the, yeah, definitely like ladies of the night or, or something about a southern bell of the street or, you know. I yeah, mean, I want a to. A way of softening it, but still I, getting it to the I think it was soft enough. I thought you were cute about it. We were like, I didn't mean to offend you. And I, I, yeah, and I right. se- really respect <laughs> yeah, sex work. And I just, I mean, I really, but you did that in your set. And I liked it. You're like, I respect sex workers. And I, you know, yeah, like getting I want it. I was very polite. And so I'm trying to really amp up like the right. polite. Cause I was like 22. Do, uh, really do like, um, ain't no shame in the game, baby. Yeah. Shake your thing <laughs> or some kind of like, but yeah, yeah. you're sort of like, Got the you know you look like a computer program or something. I don't know what you do, but you sort of have that sort of. No offense. No, no. You have a, no. Your I mean, beard hard is very not to be offended. Well, that's fine. You know. <laughs> um, I think that you can combine those she's. The first one was crazy with the GPS, and the second one was into like space in some sort of way. And I think it's like if you make the first girlfriend a little crazier, but it's still GPS or satellites in space. Yeah. Like, and she just wanted to track my motions using satellites in space. And then like, there's something about the space maybe and the other girl that, yeah. Maybe, and that you're thinking about existential thought. Maybe you're calling them into existence. Anyways, I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm summoning them. You're summoning them. Right. But I thought you could connect them with the craziness. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, it's uh, kind of two separate jokes. And then the middle part where I was talking about existential literature, I was like, eh, I feel like it's kind of long, but I wanted to try it, see how it went over. Um, so I think I might just go straight into the tender bit without having to do the ex-girlfriend stuff first. I think that would probably be faster and uh, also more direct, you know? Yeah. What was it that you said about one of the X stories and like energy waves? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, uh, her religion uh, believes that uh, aliens created human beings, that they'll be returning very soon to lead us to the future, and also something about energy waves. I just kind of tuned out after the first I mean, when you say the energy waves, I feel like when you say you're going to pursue her anyway, you need to like call back to that a little bit and say, like, if our energy waves are compatible. Yeah. Some garbage like that. I think that's it. One of my notes is just a bullet point that says, fuck, you're good. Is that like, uh, never mind, I'm just gonna. Imperative? Okay. Clap your hands together, everybody. Kelly Evans, yay! Well, good job, everybody, uh, for all the great comments. Now it's just an open mic with your next comedian. Clap your hands wildly for Mike Whitaker! What you want? Wonderful. Oh, I uh, do not like being called daddy during sex. It does nothing for me. I do not enjoy it. If we're having sex and it slips out, that's okay. Speak your own truth. It's not for me. Uh, I think it's not for me because I got a great dad. My dad's a great guy. He's a great guy, but he's also a pharmacist named Irv. So that's the least subversive thing you can call me during sex at all. That's a... that that's uh <laughs> you're just calling me a a responsible provider at that point 
which I guess can turn you on if that's what you're into. <laughs> uh, are y'all worried about the looming threat of big data in our lives? Oh, I got an applause break for big data. Fuck yeah. Uh, you know, I think people are so paranoid about it. They're like, the government's reading all of our our transmissions to each other and yada, yada, yada. And like, the government's not really going to do shit. It's really people just trying to sell you stuff. That's what That's what's really going on. And like, I think I've gamed the system. I have curated a web presence that is unmarketable entirely you cannot sell me shit uh, i learned this because i keep getting the same sponsored post on instagram uh and it is for popeye's fried chicken and this particular pop <laughs> this particular popeye's ad i keep getting is it's a box of popeye's sitting on the lip of a foamy bathtub with candles all around it and it's just like, oh man, some algorithm somewhere determined this is right for Mike Whitaker. Like, there's like an algorithm. I, I just imagine it's a guy in an office who's like, good God, he has Googled what do kangaroos eat? Does wheatgrass have gluten? And how to undo the curse from a warlock all within the last 30 minutes. I don't know who this guy is going to vote for. I I don't know what to sell him. Uh, the algorithm says fried chicken in a bathtub. I think that's what we need to send him. Fried chicken in a bathtub? I feel like that is the ideal way to consume fried chicken, though. Like, like you're just covered in grease, and you're like, oh, how do I get this grease off? And you're just like, rapture, and just sink into the water. I feel like if you're eating fried chicken in a bathtub, the only other things you need are a bottle of nice scotch and a plugged-in toaster, because that's probably how your evening's headed. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. New stuff, new stuff, new stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, goodness. Crash. Bang. Uh, I feel like my, my friend, my friend, his girlfriend always is like going through his email, reading all his Facebook stuff. And it's like, I'm not worried about that now because technology, like I'll, if I ever date another dude, I'll give him my fucking email address. He's going to need two factor authentication to get into that shit. They're going to have to text me. This is not a joke. Uh, but that's my time. Hey, I'm Mike Whitaker. Blah, blah, blah. Mike Whitaker, everyone. Hooray! You're a nice comedian. He's also been here all night. So patiently clap your hands together for Sergio Gonzalez. Is he still here? Did he leave? He left. I'm sorry. He was patiently here all night. You're a nice comedian. Austin Carr! All right. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Hi, I do not deserve your feedback, so I'm just going to get into it. All right. Uh, I'm out here telling jokes looking like a young, sensitive Steven Seagal. Or uh, Post Malone, if he never got into Bud Light and said was pursuing a career in amateur wrestling. I don't know. Trying these things out. Wonderful feedback. I love it. 
Uh, let's see. I don't know. I'm trying new stuff tonight because I have a show. Um, I'm doing a charity event for Make-A-Wish, which is really weird because uh, I don't know what I bring to the table at all, really. Um, and uh, I, I was kind of thinking about tanking it right away and being like, yeah, give it up for all the kids dying for me to be here. <laughs> that would be terribly dark and probably not go over well for the, the donators. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what I was like. I don't know what to expect, really. Like at first I thought, like, am I going to go meet these kids? Like how disappointing would that be? You know, like I could get anybody literally like Tom Brady or uh, Gronkowski with that winter soldier arm that he's got going on or the guy that kicked those two field goals. Great Super Bowl jokes, you guys. I'm glad we all enjoyed the game. But uh, no, they got your one comic, Austin Carr, really saving on the budget this year. So anyway. Don't know what to do for that show. Don't know what to do now. I just was at an open mic and I tried to do some crowd work and it came to a screeching halt when I asked this lady what she did and she said she was a zookeeper. And I asked her, yeah, and I asked her what kind of animals uh, does she play with? Because that's what I assume zookeeping is, is just playing with the animals and she's like, I'm with the monkeys. And uh, just when I thought that I was living my best life and my dream of doing stand-up comedy, I find out that someone is out there playing with monkeys, which is actually not that different from being at an open mic with a bunch of comedians anyway. Aha. Uh-huh. Anyway. All right. Let's see. Um, I'm, a div- I'm divorced. It's a whole thing. Let's not go into it. Um, I don't know why I even brought that up because I'm dating again, which is exciting, but also counterintuitive going through that whole divorce thing, right? It's like, I feel like a, a, a heroin junkie that was just revived from an overdose at a hospital and is now outside that same hospital propositioning nurses for more heroin. And I uh, just can't get enough of the good stuff, you know? <sighs> Let's take a deep breath here, you guys. That's been a lot. <laughs> been a hard, harsh delivery. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I want to talk about. Um, you guys in, a fan of boxing? You guys like boxing? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Keep me alive here. You're the man, dude. 30 Acre, my guy. Uh, yeah, I like boxing. Uh, my buddy and I went to an MMA event recently, mixed martial arts, and uh, we were laughing at the, the way some of the commentators talk about fighters, you know? Because it all starts off very like homoerotically. They're like, oh, he looks good. This guy, not an ounce of fat on him. Man, I'm telling you, I've never seen him look this good. He's strong, I can tell. And, uh, and then you, you, sometimes you might hear this, which I always think is weird too. They're like, uh, this guy, this fighter, so cerebral. <laughs> so cerebral. Look at him, look at him. He's thinking right now. Not one move, not thought about. This guy, he's thinking all the time. He's one of the best thinkers out there. Thank you. Which is also very ironic because these guys are out there literally pursuing a career, accumulating brain damage. So I don't think any of them are, are too cerebral anyway, but uh, yeah, you guys have been wonderful. My name's Austin Carr. Have a great night. Austin Carr, everyone. Yay! Very patient. Your next comedian. We have two left. Uh, he's been here all night super patiently and thanks for sticking around for him, everybody. It's John Wally. Seems like I need to uh, work on my handwriting. Uh, so Tinder doesn't work for me, and that's probably because I look like this. Um, so I've decided to take refuge in OkCupid instead. Big mistake. Um, for some reason, all the women on OkCupid think that they can beat me a Mario Kart. Do they fucking know who they're dealing with? Every time I see that shit on a profile, I immediately message them and say, do you really think you can fucking beat me at Mario Kart? <sighs> Needless to say, 0% response rate. Uh, one of the things uh, that's weird about online dating is that it's very superficial. Photos matter a lot. Um, my good friend Peter, he just upped his photo game and he keeps bragging about how he's slaying. We get it, dude. You fuck. Congratulations. Um, 
he texted me the other day offering to take pictures with me when I visit him. Um, and I said, cool dude, sounds great. Uh, let's do LA shots on motorcycle. But autocorrect said, yeah dude, sounds great. Let's do LA shots on motorhome. I'm sure that'll really make the panties drop. Uh, San Francisco is the only city where I felt the need to say, I'm woke, I swear, don't hurt me. Um, but in all seriousness, I don't think wokeness usually goes far enough. Um, I'm intolerant of racism of any sort. Uh, I was at the bar the other night with my friend Jenny, she's Asian. Uh, we walk into the bar, she looks around at the crowd, uh, and then she turns to me and she says, um, John, this bar is filled with the bad kind of white people. So I look at her and I say, Jenny, you're right, let's get the fuck out of here. Can I hear it uh, for my cat people in the room? All right, all right, do we got any dog people? Gross. Um, so I adopted my cat, Santo, he's great, um, and I adopted him when he was an adult. I'm a hero, I know. Hold your applause, hold your applause. Um, you know those people who walk around and say, you really need to adopt an adult animal Everybody just wants puppies and kittens. That's it. I'm one of those people. Um, the only way I could be more heroic is if my cat Santo was hopping around on three legs. Um, I feel like in San Francisco, the shelters are just chopping pet legs off left and right um, solely for the purpose of San, Francisco, San Franciscans feeling superior by adopting them. Um, I shit with the door open. You know, gotta have that airflow. Um, every time I shut the door open, my cat comes barreling in and starts rolling around by my feet in a drug, like a drug-infused stupor. Um, my shit must be like catnip to him or something. What I'm trying to say is that if you want selfies of me shitting with my cat, get my Snapchat out for the show. Um, <laughs> so uh, when I actually do get laid, uh, Santo is the first offense. Uh, he really likes everyone, but if he doesn't like you, you're absolutely a garbage human being. Um, you're probably not very good at reading body language. Um, you probably don't know how to take no for an answer. Uh, you're probably racist and homophobic, you know, like dog people. Um, if you do actually make it past Santo, um, and you know, we're getting it on. I'm not enjoying it. Um, I'm waiting for the moment where Santo comes into my room, jumps on my bed, we make eye contact. He lets out a soft meow, as if to say, Dad, I'm so proud of you. Nothing like father-son bonding. Thanks, everybody. John Wallach, yay! Uh, and thanks, everybody, again, for donating. It really, really helps keep the doors open. We have one last comedian, and thank you guys for sticking around for him, too. Clap your hands together for Ian Levy! <laughs> Um, what's the uh, what's the craziest thing you guys have ever seen uh, in a men's bathroom? A what? Efficient toilet. I'll say I was thinking about this recently. I think the craziest thing I ever saw was I once walked into a bathroom. Uh, and there was a man standing at a urinal, and he turned and made eye contact with me and said, I can't stop peeing. <laughs>
and I didn't I didn't know what to do and then he said help me <laughs> what do you do with that situation and I had to go so I I walked up and just started and he there was only three urinals and like a fool because he probably didn't think he'd be peeing forever he had chosen the middle urinal so I had to stand, you know, which is just rude. That's just rude. But I had to stand right next to him. But he never stopped looking at me. So his face is like right here, just looking at me. And I start peeing. The whole time, he's still peeing. You can still hear it. And then I finish peeing. <laughs> and I just leave. I don't know what to do for that. What do you do? And the whole time, I just left him stranded. I don't know where to go from that. That's just the thing that happened once. <laughs> but it's terrible. <laughs> Do you, I um, I think I have a kind of morbid sense of humor. I, I'm of the belief that anything can be funny. Like I recently heard a uh, a story that it's kind of a terrible situation about someone uh, about a drug dealer taking advantage of a, a person to use their body who uh, had a, a drug addiction. Normally, it's a, ter- it's a terrible situation. It shouldn't be funny. It's only funny because uh, it's a true story. It was in the 1950s, and apparently there was a junkie who was a professional tap dancer, uh, and the dealers he knew, his heroin dealers, liked to watch him tap dance, which I just think there's something hilarious about someone going up to like their dealer and be like, ah, come on, man, baby, I got a score. It's like... Oh, what are you willing to do for it? I'm willing to do anything, baby. <laughs> You're going to have to dance. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. T- tap dancing? <laughs> That's funny to me. It's terrible. He had a terrible problem. <laughs> it's, it's so hilarious. It's, it's, how do you even <laughs> tap dance? Would you have a heroin problem? Just very slow. I don't know. Let's, I... um. I've got some bad news. Uh, I've had to uh, I've had to stop using Hulu recently. It's very very tough. Or I haven't had to stop using Hulu, but the HBO plugin for my Hulu account has stopped working. Uh, that's because my my sister canceled the HBO plugin for her Hulu account. Is is true? I'm on my sister's Hulu and my sister's Spotify account. However, I'm not on her Netflix account. Because I'm on my sister's boyfriend's Netflix account, so <laughs> I still got it. Yeah, dumb. Um, okay, I'll, uh, I I recently had a really awkward thing happen. Uh, I was walking down the street, and a, a woman was walking towards me with uh, a dog, and the dog started to approach me. So I went to say hello to the dog, uh, but the woman thought I was talking to her, uh, but I was using my dog voice. So I went, oh, hello. And the woman went, hello. So I just panicked and went, goodbye, and walked away. I don't, what do you say to someone at that? At that point, she always, the only thing I think I could have done to make her think I was any, like, she clearly just thinks I'm a serial killer. But the only thing I could have done worse would have just been, I was like, um, could I pet your dog? And she was like, ah. And I go, thank you. Hello there, nice to meet you. And then, yeah, just <laughs> completely terrify her. Was, okay, uh, I think that's all my time. Thank you. Give it up for Pam. Yay, thank you. Yay, Ian Levy. That was really funny. Um, 
Hey, I've got some flyers in here for the comedy festival, Rachel. If you'd be willing to come pick those up, if you would be willing to give away. And um, hey, all you guys, if anybody wants to volunteer for the festival, you get a free T-shirt, and um, it's really fun because you get to see shows for free. And there's 50 comics and 45 shows. A lot of them are just free too. We're going to be taping a lot of podcasts, so you can always just come to a free podcast taping and meet all these cool comics from, you know, all around the United States and stuff. Um, but thank you guys for being here at the Joke Workshop. I really appreciate it. You guys were really good um, commenters tonight, and it's really nice when everybody pays attention to each other. It's like a poetry reading, except we're all funny and not pretentious. Um, okay, everybody, have a good night. Bye. Well